Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary on this Monday. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today as we focus on another big Sunday in the National Football League. We also get into what happened on Saturday at the Ultimate Fighting Championships last event of 2023. And we will also have a diary entry on the Calgary Flames victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, you're here. You may as well like the video and subscribe to the channel. Um, you can also find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show at CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. Um, schedule for the week, it's business as usual with one exception. I am going to be on Sportsnet 960 The Fan all this week, uh, Monday to Thursday. I am in, uh, on Sportsnet today from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Um, and then on Friday, I am going to be 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., uh, all of those mountain time. And then next week, uh, the 27th to the 29th, I am going to be 6 a.m. to 9 a.m as well. Uh, but these podcasts should go on uh, without a hitch. That is the plan right now. We'll see if my voice holds up. But anyway, uh, if we're worried about my voice holding up, I shouldn't do long intros and we should just get into talking some football. This is going to be a little bit more uh, rapid fiery again this week. We will start with the Buffalo Bills and what a win for the Buffalo Bills. A dominant showing uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Still on the outside looking into the playoff picture right now are the Bills, but they are showing the exact type of team that everyone wanted them to be at the beginning of the season. Um, and the, the big thing from this is obviously James Cook, who comes up with a, a really, really big showing. Um, the, the final stat number for James Cook comes in. At, why would they start with the, the Cowboys? Uh, Cook, 25 carries for 179 yards um, and a touchdown. He also has two receptions for 42 yards. Just a a really, really incredible performance from um, from James Cook. And this is the dynamic and the, the part of the Buffalo Bills game that has been lacking for so long is being able to establish any kind of run. And I'm not saying, well, now James Cook is the best running back in the league, but it's just nice to know they can do that against what is a pretty good defense for the, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, defensively, they were able to, to limit what Dallas was doing, um, which is quite eye-opening on, on both ends of it. We'll start on the Buffalo defense because this is a defense that has been banged up and has kind of... Um, has struggled at times this season and has been the, the focal point of a lot of people's frustration with the, the, the Buffalo Bills. But this is now a couple weeks in a row. They did a pretty good job of limiting Kansas City and they did a real good job of limiting the Dallas Cowboys. This is a big showing for the Buffalo Bills as it really starts to seem like they have the momentum back where it needs to be. On the Dallas side, this is concerning because that is a Buffalo defense that is banged up and one that shouldn't be giving you as many problems as maybe as maybe they did give Dallas. Um, so th this is, I'm not, I'm not going to panic. You guys know I'm a bit more of a Cowboys believer than a lot of people out there. I do think that this is, it's concerning to get just shit pumped like this. Absolutely. But I still think this is a good team. I still think this is a, a pretty complete team, but it's not, they're not the blow away favorite. When, when they face stiff competition, it sometimes doesn't go their way. Um, the Baltimore Ravens made a statement, I thought, on Sunday Night Football, and they are looking right now, like, I, I get the Dolphins won 30 to nothing this week, uh, that was against the Jets, 
I think the Ravens right now are looking like the most complete team in the AFC. I, I think defensively, they, they have been strong all season long. And this offense has really started to pick up the new systems that were in, uh, implemented. And I just think there's so many ways they can beat you right now. I am I am a big, big, big believer in what the Baltimore Ravens are, are putting out there on the football field right now. Um, for the Jags, they're just not at that level yet. And Trevor Lawrence just keeps getting banged up. At this point, like I get they are in the, the heart of a playoff race. Um, taking a look at the standings today here real quick. Jacksonville obviously still leads the AFC South. So they are in a playoff spot. But they're in a three-way tie now with the Colts and with the Texans. And so it's, it's a tough spot for them to just say like, oh yeah, just rest Trevor Lawrence because you know, you need them healthy for the playoffs. Need to get into the playoffs right now. Um, and the, the Colts and the Texans are hot on their heels. But we'll see. Like, they may be forced to keep him up this week um, with uh, Trevor Lawrence possibly in concussion protocol. So we'll see what goes down with that. But the, the, this game just showed. Um, Jacksonville, like, they are further along than they were a couple of years ago. And that's great. But they are not on the championship level in the AFC. The Bengals just keep getting the job done. Going back to Saturday. What a touchdown by T. Higgins. And like you, you are really starting to see. Not starting to see. You, you've known it for a while. But the impact that these weapons are having. On the, the Cincinnati Bengals. To be able to keep putting up these wins. And like Browning's doing great. And the, the, the shot of him after. Like you guys want to cut me now. That, that was incredible. Because for, for those who don't know. He was cut by the, the Minnesota Vikings. And he didn't feel like they handled that all that professionally. So he has now come out. And, and really made a statement. As to the type of quarterback that, that he can be. But the weapons around are, are certainly helping out. And no more obvious than T Higgins with a phenomenal touchdown makes the catch at the one swings his arm back around and gets into the end zone just excellent 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 work there from T Higgins on uh, on that particular touchdown play uh, also from Saturday the Steelers and Broncos are cooked like it, it a great run by the the Broncos but I, I still think there's work that needs to be done out there in Denver um like, they're, they're not as bad as I thought they were going to be. I, I will absolutely say that. But they also aren't as good as I, I think people wanted to believe during this streak. And the Steelers, they're going with Mason Rudolph. Um, they they are, they so desperately need a quarterback now coming into the, this next season. Like, they, they need to get this position figured out. Because the rest of the team has shown that they are right there. And I, I think they are one of many, many, many teams that needs to get that quarterback position figured out next season. Uh, the Browns squeak out another win. They, they are just grinding these victories out, and it, it's impressive to see. Um, I pushed back quite a bit on Cleveland at the beginning of the year, um, in part because of the Deshaun Watson situation, for sure, but the, this defense is not as good as people thought they were going to be when everyone was talking about how this was going to be a historic defense. But this is a, a really, really, really good defense. And they are putting themselves in positions to win. And they are going to be a team. Like, Flacco certainly is not perfect. But he's good enough. Um, and he is putting this team in positions to win um, the, the last couple of weeks. And that's, it's quite the thing to see out there in Cleveland right now. Uh, an awful loss for the Atlanta Falcons this week. They lose 9-7 to Carolina, and now that um, Brandon Staley is out, I think um, Arthur Smith is right in the crosshairs for everyone in the NFL, because th this is not a team that should be struggling this much. Um, I had to pick up Desmond Ritter this week to, to replace Justin Herbert in a 16-team league, and that 
uh, didn't feel great, but, and, and it wasn't a great performance. No, I ended up winning anyway. But um, to, to have to sit through and just see how dreadful the, this play is. Like, Desmond Ritter isn't it. Arthur Smith isn't it as the, the coach. Atlanta needs, uh, I think, a couple of overhauls. Because, again, there's talent on this roster. There's a lot of talent on this roster. Um, it, it's just, it's not being utilized or taken advantage of in, in any way. And lastly, uh, the Packers coming back down to earth. They had a couple of good weeks, and I, I don't think you need to blow it up. Um, but I, I do think that Green Bay, that this is a year of development, and they haven't had one of those out in Green Bay in a really, really long time. But shout out to Tempe Buccaneers, who continued to, to hang around for a shot at a division crown. Um, one more game tonight. It is the Philadelphia Eagles against the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, a lot of concern around Jalen Hurts' health coming into this game, so that's why the, the line has fluctuated a little bit. I believe last I checked, it was Philadelphia minus three, which would be really interesting. Um... I, like, even if Marcus Mariota comes in, I, I kind of like that line. I just, I feel like Philadelphia is going to figure this thing out. There's too much talent on that that team to, to to struggle in this way. So I I like Philadelphia in this spot here, even if it is Marcus Mariota under center. Uh, all right, it was a wild night in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Didn't close all that wildly, though. Let's get into it with our UFC breakdown. All right, uh, UFC 296 going down at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada for the final time in 2023. Uh, in the main event, Leon Edwards wins a convincing unanimous decision over Colby Covington. There are a lot of layers to get into with this particular bout, so let's get into it. Um, first, let's start with the champion, Leon Edwards. Th this was not a transcendent virtu virtuoso performance by any stretch of the imagination. It was a guy going out there and getting the job done, and a guy who was so clearly more talented than the fighter who was across the cage from him, and showed those advantages with, um, with using his length, using his footwork, and just using his overall striking ability to almost pitch a shutout through four and then get kind of beat up in the fifth round. But um, you you would like that the next elevation of this, uh, evolution, sorry, of this as a champion, you would like to see him use those advantages to then put the guy away. But given the circumstances of the week with, uh, for those who missed it, Colby Covington um, referencing Leon Edwards' murdered father, who was uh, murdered when he was 13 years old, saying um, he he was going to drag Leon Edwards to hell and they could say say hi to his dad while he was there. Just disgusting, deplorable stuff. And the, the reactions to it were predictably disgusting as well. Um, people commenting, well, we don't know what Leon Edwards' father was like. Yeah, you don't. So, to, to not know someone and to make a statement that, like, oh, well, maybe he is in hell. Who's to say? Not the point. Not the point. Um, and just disgusting to even consider that. So, uh, if you were, uh, fuck you. But from a, a fighting standpoint, like, you can understand Leon not wanting to get too aggressive and have it costing him and then having to lose to the asshole who made that comment about your dad. Um, but in the future, you would like to see him be able to, to put it on a little bit more in the stand-up game going forward. Um, but still, like, it's a, a win's a win, survive in advance, move on. We'll talk about potential title challengers coming up a, a little bit here, and we are going to do fights to make after UFC 296 on our Fights and Football Friday episode at the end of the week. Um, for Colby Covington, there's a number of different ways to go. This is a third title fight. He has zero wins over welterweight fighters who are currently in the top five. Uh, not even the top five, sorry, in the top 15. 
it, he is someone who has talked his way into being a, a draw, and like him or not, he is someone who can move numbers, uh, whether it be socially or or pay per view wise. Um, he's just not a high level fighter. He just he simply is not. Um, he he is going to to lose to anyone who is at the high levels of this sport. Um, and so I, I just. I, I, I'm, I'm done seeing him in relevant spots. This is the end of relevancy for, for Colby Covington. And everyone will say like, oh, it's, it's a shtick. And you can see like, it's a bad one. Um, but you can kind of see like, he's, he's grasping. You, you go into that, that press conference or not even the press conference to talk with Joe at the end of the the fight. And now look, it's 25 minutes again, getting punched in the head. So you're not going to be your most coherent after that. But he comes out, says that, um, the, the judges robbed him. He doesn't have a scratch on him when he's bleeding from two places on his face. So he tried, he, he goes with the, I was robbed. And then afterwards he said that the judges don't give him scores because, um, he's a Trump supporter. I'm, I'm not going to get into my assumed politics of the, the judges, but I, I'm going to, you know what? Let's just assume that that's kind of bullshit. Um, so he goes from like the, everyone hates me because I'm a Trump supporter. That's why I didn't win. I don't have a scratch on me, even though I'm bleeding twice. And then he tries to go babyface with like, I'm going to show everyone that you can bounce back, come back from adversity, but people are booing him because they should. And then he goes, but you know what? Fuck all of you. And, um, says everyone's broke and, and doesn't deserve to support him anyway. Like you can just see. It's so not genuine. And you can just see that he just tries to say the most outrageous thing in the moment. And then, like, it's... It's just, like I said, it's grasping. It's so disingenuous that he doesn't have, like, a real base to go back to. Because he may have even lost himself in this whole thing. And that... It, it's, like, it's it's sad. It's pathetic. Um, and it's Colby Covington. But it, it just... It's so... It's so clearly not real and that I think makes it more disgusting that he thinks he has to do this sort of a thing to get relevant and now look he's not a good enough fighter to me so I guess there you go I'm going a little bit hard on him but he's not like he's just not a high level uh MMA fighter he just he, he's not a title challenger in the UFC and I hope we're fucking done with all of this stuff um co-main event Pantoja gets the job done against uh Roy Val fun fight uh, interesting fight um yeah, not a ton more to, to break down on this. Pantoja gets the job done. We'll see who he ends up getting um, in his next bout. Shavkat Rachmanov continues to be a bad, bad man. Big submission win over um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. By the way, we were able to, to cash a few of those on today's ticket. Um, with uh, Leon Edwards' win, Leon Edwards by decision, and Shavkat by submission. We were able to check, check, check all of those boxes. Um, I've been saying this whole time he deserves to be the next title challenger at 170 pounds. Like, that this was so clearly a showcase for him to do that. It does feel shitty that we're passing over Bilal Muhammad again. And so I wonder if Shavkat gets uh, one more guy. Like, honestly, if he wants to powerbomb Colby on his head, wouldn't be the worst thing. But... Um, he could go, like, if he wants to wait, I, I would totally understand that. If he wants another fight, fine. I do wonder if they go Leon Edwards against Bilal Muhammad, uh, in England as the, the next bout, and then that sets up a, a match with Shavkat, but by the end of 2024, Shavkat Rachmanov is absolutely going to be, um, someone who is fighting for a championship in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Uh, Tony Ferguson is kind of cooked, um, he loses a unanimous decision to, to Patty Pimblett, like... Patty Pimblett gets back on track um, with a, a win, um, but he's 
again, it's it's not the dominant performances that you want to see. And so Pimblet is not the level of fighter that Tony Ferguson should be losing to if he has anything left. And I just, I simply don't believe he has anything left. And Josh Emmett with a late submission for KO of the year, absolutely stopping Bryce Mitchell in his tracks for a knockout win. It's a big win for Josh Emmett to to kind of get him going again. For Mitchell now, this is really difficult because he got his ass kicked by Tapuria, and now this one, it, it looked uncomfortable. This feels like one of those ones that could be kind of a fork in the road, like who he was before and who he was after as a fighter. And it, it, it sucks to say that, but it, it really genuinely feels like that could be the case. So that is your UFC 296 breakdown. Um, all right. This Saturday, the Calgary Flames picked up a win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, for bigger picture conversations on that, I was on Game Over Calgary um, on Saturday, and I'm going to be on Sportsnet 960 The Fan by the time a lot of you are listening to this. So uh, not going to do big picture stuff. We're going to do a diary entry, which is just a blow-by-blow a -blow breakdown of the Flames win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> So for those of you who are new to diary entries, um, the, the show is called Couch Potato Diary. Uh, I take notes on every game that I watch, and so this is just kind of the emptying the notebook portion of um, uh, from uh, from what I saw. So uh, it's the Flames against the Lightning, uh, Calgary coming off of a road trip where they had third period leads in all three games and came away with two points. And this one, like I know I said I'm not going to do too many big picture things, but this game is a, a real good bounce back from that because it's it's one of those they learned how to win games for the Flames. And I, I think that's really, really important for a young team. Not a ton happens in the first period. Um, Calgary gets a power play off of a trip. Sharon Govich gets a, a really good chance that stopped. couple two-on-ones for Calgary. Um, Lindholm shot goes wide. Uyghur with a, a shot that misses as well. But Calgary is absolutely, if not hanging with them, then controlling the first period. Um, if we're scoring this like an MMA bout, first round goes to the Calgary Flames. Second period, better jump for Tampa Bay to start, but then um, Hannafin makes a strong play at the blue line to kind of keep a play alive. He didn't hold it per se, but he's able to get it back, sends it back in, and that allows A.J. Greer to walk in and score. Uh, not great defense by Tampa Bay. The shot does get deflected by a defender from the, the Lightning, and it goes in. Greer has five, and the fourth line was really strong in this game, and... You love to see it from a Calgary perspective. Uh, a fourth line that was maligned last year with, with uh, the Richie of your choosing and Lucic along with, um, uh, why am I blanking? Trevor Lewis. But now, like, this fourth line has been a lot of fun so far this season. Um, Tampa Bay tries to answer Kucherov. I feel like always there are guys who are really good goal scorers and then they make a couple passes and the, the commentators will always be like, you know, kind of an underrated playmaker. That does feel like Kucherov though, because you just think of him as just spamming one-timers and shooting the bejesus out of the puck. But the guy can pass as well. And he, he showed that with a couple of really good passes in front that just got knocked away. Um, Calgary gets a rush chance. Coleman, um, the, 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 the rush gets broken up, but he's able to win the puck again in the corner, gets it back to Uyghur, point shot, scores... Um, great work down low by, by Blake Coleman, who has been phenomenal this season. And I, I think honestly, kind of like, I think he has been great for the Flames. And if they are going to continue to pursue winning, um, he is someone you want to keep around. I wonder if he is someone who doesn't go on the rental market. Um, like if, if the, the Flames wanted to, to make a big move, 
Um, I wonder if Blake Coleman helps a contender for a couple of years and you maybe get a little bit more out of that return. Um, because everything right now in Calgary is so trade-focused at the moment. Uh, but he helps Weger make it 2-0. Not long after that, Sharon Govich with a bomb that makes it 3-0. The dude has a heavy, heavy shot and has really been a bright light for the Flames this season. Going, Working his way from the fourth line, grinding his way through there, getting more opportunities, and now taking advantage of them. He is a, a high-level offensive talent for this Flames team, and you just, you love to see it. Um, so he gets the goal that makes it 3-0. And at that point, like, Tampa Bay just looked kind of lifeless in this second period. Two more real good shifts for the fourth line to, to end this period. Um, specifically Greer and Ruzichka. Um, I, I know I've piled on Dubé before. I just simply didn't notice him in this game. So, there's that. But I... I, I was really, really a fan of what this fourth line was able to do. Um, third period, Sharon Govich turns it over on the wall. Puck comes out in front, Brayden Point scores. You don't love it from Sharon Govich, but um, th there was a couple of plays that could have been made that weren't after. Um, so it's it, it's three to one. Um, and then there's a power play opportunity, and this power play is still lethal. Puck bounces to, to Stamkos, and while it's rolling, he just fires at top shelf. It's it's high-level talent at its finest. It's gross, it's disgusting, and it's 3-2. to two. And all of a sudden now, Calgary is in... It, it feels like they're backpedaling a little bit. They don't have the same jump as Tampa Bay. The Lightning are all over them. But then, um, you, you get a, a good Greer forecheck. Gets in there causes some problems. Sean ends up getting blocked, but it just, it felt like that kind of turned the tide a little bit. Um, Lindholm has a pass in tight that gets knocked, or that, that slides away, and then Connor Zari on the rush. He has Hagel all over him, and instead of trying to do too much, just put it on goal. It's a whiff by Vasilevsky, but it's a big moment for Zari. It's a 4-2 lead for the Flames, and at that point, it's basically over. Um, and th this is one of those games, it's one of those learning-to-win games. If they go on and win this one for nothing and just cruise to victory, it's, hey, that's a really good win. But the fact that they face adversity from a team that very recently has won a Stanley Cup and has competed for several others, um, the, the fact that they were able to, to get kind of punched in the mouth by those guys and answer back is a really strong, I think, game for young kids like Zari and Sharon Govich to, to kind of grow from and develop from moving forward. So that's what I saw on uh, on Saturday night from the Flames against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That is your diary entry. Let's close this thing out today with today's ticket. All right, we have, what is it, three games on the, the ticket today. A really strong weekend. Uh, after a bit of a rough week, I'll admit, a bit of a rough one this week, but we were able to bounce back. We got three games on the ticket today. In the NBA, it is the Clippers. Um, I'm going minus two and a half against the Indiana Pacers. Clippers are playing much better basketball. Um, the, the Pacers are obviously flying up and down the court, but I think a veteran team like LA is going to be able to handle that, and I, I think they're going to be able to, to get the job done here. So give me the Clippers minus two and a half. Moving into the NHL, Seattle, uh, not off to the great start this season. Dallas is. I like Dallas minus a goal and a half. And Minnesota, slight underdogs against Pittsburgh. Uh, the Penguins just got their lunch money taken from them on Saturday against the Leafs. And the Wild are playing some better hockey right now. So we're doing a bit of a sprinkle on Minnesota on the money line. That is today's ticket. 
And that's today's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, if you're listening in podcast form, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and like this video. Leave a comment as well. If there's anything in here you agreed with or disagreed with, let me know. Um, in terms of what's coming up this week, tomorrow is Waiver Wire Day for Fantasy Football, so we're doing Waiver Wire, and we are doing the Bad Fantasy Football team that's actually pretty good. Also this week, we're going to do NHL Buy Sell heading into 2024. Um, we're basically at the quarter point for both, so who are we and who are we selling? Um, NHL is going to be Tuesday. NBA is going to be Wednesday. Um, we're also going to look at the playoff picture this week. Um, and so we're going to look at who's still alive. Who are we taking? Like, uh, kind of by itself. But we're going to look at the, the three games remaining for all the teams hanging around and make some predictions off of that. Thursday, it is NFL Power Rankings Day. Friday is NFL Preview and the fights to make after UFC 296. Um, going to be more year-in-review type of stuff next that's going to be the plan right now. Again, I'm on Sportsnet 960 to fan 1 to 3 on Monday through Thursday this week, and then 6 a.m. to 9 on Friday, and then the 27th, 28th, 29th after that um, next week. Find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeFly, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show, CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. One more plug, I'm going to be on Game Over tonight against the Florida Panthers. Um, once that game is done, check me out on the SDPN YouTube channel, or wherever you're listening to this podcast, however you are consuming this bit of content. That's all I got. Thank you guys so much. I will talk to you guys later.